this is already going great, guys. Yes. This is already the best show we've ever done. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is top ten, honestly. I was gonna do a low key pun, but there wasn't enough options that mm. were doable, let alone, you know, good. <laughs> it, it was like watching two trains collide. <laughs> yes, it was. I, that's the thing. I, I actually it had... It was very much like an intro chicken. Like, all right, who'd be the first one to say something stupid? It, well, and that's the thing. I even have a, I have a joke all set up, and but nope. Right. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, you should tell that joke now. Um, that'll be great. That'll that'll work out real well. That'll yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, derailed. Yeah, I'll save yeah. it. I'll save it for the very end. <laughs> I can't wait. You don't get your meat if you don't have any pudding. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. I'll have to figure that out. Uh, who knows? If my understanding of those words is correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about Loki. Uh, Hi, we're is talking that, about I mean... TV again. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel has pulled us out of retirement uh, to talk about this again. Every um, time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Also, yeah, this is uh, something that... Uh, yeah. Obviously, we're uh, discussing going back to the, like, DC well, I guess. <laughs> Says, motherfucker, I'm not discussing. You Get guys are discussing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I think we have a pretty cool approach to this. Um, that's, yeah. That's cool. I don't I don't think it's as nightmarish as having to do a CW show for 24 episodes. I, I God. Close. No, we're that's... intentionally not doing that. We're, we're have... actively avoiding this. I have nightmares about Savitar. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero interest in in discussing any DC television at this point. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. Um, honestly, uh, yeah, the the DC TV fan page just put up a post this morning. It was like, if I see the Flash Rider in the street, and it's just like <laughs> kids slapping someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, they deserve it. They they very damn, much deserve son. it. Yeah, I find this. I feel like that's why I've responded. I mean, outside of the shows being great, but I feel like that's why I've responded so positively to all of the Marvel stuff, just because it's like, oh, it's competent. Oh, it's not. It's not trying to fuck me after six episodes. This is great. <laughs> uh, this is right. Say it again, but I think it's wrapping up now. But Superman and Lois is fucking awesome. Right. Yeah, and that's I'll, that's what we've been hearing. So I'll watch it some point. I guess. Maybe. Well, it should yeah. be it should be bingeable pretty soon. I think it's wrapping yeah. up. I think it's only fifteen episodes for the season, which is a godsend in comparison. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's everything I hear is the production value is so much better, so um, much better. The production mm-hmm. value, like the stakes and like the entire family elements and like all the, I guess like the family friendly content i guess you'd call like cw useful lean on so much is all competent and effective and you you care about it as opposed to like get iris the fuck off my screen (laughs) (laughs) stop killing my brain cells with this character that is not very well handled and i'm putting that mildly progressively uh worse handle uh more poorly handled as seasons go on Mm. Well, now anyway, now that we're done, uh, uh yeah, <laughs> going down memory road. Now that we're doing that me- down memory lane, uh, Loki. Yeah, it's is great. 
fucking fantastic. It's almost there's almost yep. too little to say about describing its quality because it's just so fucking mm-hmm. interesting right from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna try not to just list the moments that we really liked, um, but that may happen against our will. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, this is really good. One episode one is a fucking highlight reel of like yeah. notable clips. It is, but it manages not to feel like that. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, yeah. like it, it manages to still feel compelling and not just feel like, well, that's that's revisit all the things that you know about this character in case you're somebody who has only watched some of the movies once, which is a real thing that I guess you have to consider. Um, and they did a really good job. I, Eric, I know, but there are people who have only seen the three Avengers movies, the three Iron Man movies, and that's it. So like, uh, why? That's well, four Avengers movies. Yeah. Um, I, I always, I, even though they aren't technically part two and, Part one and part two, I still consider Endgame and Infinity War to be one movie. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I can, I can see, kind that. Of see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just for the sake that it's telling one coherent story the whole time, yeah, we'll, we'll let that go. Yeah. The judges, the Russian judges have given you a pass on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Putin won't yeah. send me into the sun this week. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing with the first episode of Loki is like it's the first time we've really gotten to just spend a lot of time with Loki and in that sense, Tom Hiddleston and seeing how fucking good an actor he is in this character. Like you can tell how much he loves playing Loki. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's these. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say there are these, there are these moments where, um, it's just him on screen and his presence and the way in which he inhabits this character. Um, you look at it and you're like, how did they not do this sooner? Yeah. How did they yeah. manage to wait so long to do this? Um, because he fully he encapsulates who this is. Like, yeah. He gets a shitload out of like minimal material too. Like, mm-hmm. like he's on screen for two seconds and he's doing something interesting or funny or entertaining or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and just, I yeah. mean, I think it's something like I know you have, you've mentioned it in the chat, Connor, but I think you did at some point, Arlen. But just getting to watch in that first episode him go through like all the the gambit of emotions. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I know this is the part where I lost. It was, it was whatever, you know, excuse, 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 and seeing his mom dead and just him going on this entire emotional range. And he's not even saying anything, but he's just, he does it so well. Like it just, it, it's shocking how good this show is so far. Yeah. Yeah. His, um, again, like, like you just said, his, just his reactions. Um, and it's very subtle stuff, but it, it gives a, it gives off so much. We see him grow and basically go through three movies worth of change all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really spectacular. Um, yeah, just, God, Tom Hiddleston is so, so good. Um, he's, yeah. re- I think he, it's fair to say he's underappreciated. And that's yes. not coming from a judging other people. That's something that I'm saying about myself. Because thinking back before, like, Thor Ragnarok, I don't think I was quite as enamored with Tom Hiddleston as everybody else was. Um, 
and now I'm like, yeah, I was wrong though, because he's great. He's yeah, fantastic but, in this role. But Arlen, don't you see how handsome he is? Like, mm-hmm. look at him. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I think I think the big thing for me, at least, was like in his appearances before Thor Ragnarok. It's like, all right, he does a good job as the Loki they're presenting in the MCU, but I. Mm-hmm he wasn't given enough to really work with to really show like that he, Oh, he, he has a lot of range to this character. Like he was very one note in pretty much everything up until Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Like they, they would give him these moments that give you hints of something that could be deeper and that you could spend a little bit more time with. Um, But yeah, like they would always just do just enough uh, to keep him interesting and seemingly to keep Tom interested. Um, but he was sentimental. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I think so. I think, I think that there was an always an instinct though to do this. Like, you know, considering what we know about the behind the scenes, which we don't have to go into a whole, another memory road there. We know that there were forces that could have said, well, nobody would watch a show about a villain. Who would ever do yes. that? Why would anybody care about that? What do you mean? Based off conversations, <laughs> based off conversations I've heard in the past. Um, what right. is gender that... fluid? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably an actual line that Ike Perlmutter has said before. Um, probably. Uh, probably. The other thing, the other thing we are forgetting though, is that uh, Thor Ragnarok was bad because it was funny. So yeah. we, should, uh, we should completely discount that. I just wanted to, well, on that note, I want to point out a certain person who has been a real uh, grumble gus about the Marvel TV shows, who I won't, who I will not name. I haven't seen him say a single thing about this show, and I think that's interesting. Um, he hasn't had a single bad thing to say. I um, have a name, Arlen. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I mean, the first episode it it covered a lot of ground, and I feel like they had to do that to explain this larger premise that they're trying to present. Because I don't think they could just jump right into it and expect the average audience to just be like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Mm -hmm. Wait, did I hear somebody yelling in the background there? You might have. Oh no! The SWAT team's here. Oh no! I just I wasn't sure if somebody the that SWAT team. Was, no, I just no, wasn't I, sure if it was Connor or Hunter, and their their audio dropped out for some reason. Uh, uh, I, no, I like no. to stand um, in the back of my room and just yell into the microphone. Well, I, I, there's, I, there's, there's, a, there's a meth addict I keep in my closet for entertainment. Oh okay. Oh nice, cool. <laughs> just let cool. out and just throw a hot dog at him or something. <laughs> well, Hunter, on on the note about you yelling from the other side of your room, there's been a few episodes we've recorded where I would actually believe that. So that's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, like any episode where you're clearly in bed and you're just talking into a microphone, mm-hmm. and probably laying yeah, down dude. with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing but professionalism here. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the most we... professional podcast. Um, I, what were you saying, listen. Eric? Before um... <laughs> I'm a sleepy boy sometimes. <laughs> The one, the other thing that uh, I really, really fucking love about the show, and it's continuing obviously because it's the set design now, but that fucking seventies industrial look is is my bread and butter. I fucking love that so much. It's got that warm legion feeling. Oh yeah, yeah. Parts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The aesthetic is very similar, but it's still just like. 
I, I I very much enjoy the whole retro future tech thing. I mean, we've talked at length off pod about how Control utilizes that to such a a good degree, to such a large degree. Uh, and, well, uh, yeah, that's that's brutalism. That's that's yeah. the architecture design they're using with that with that uh that particular game. But yeah, it yep. just just everything like they've nailed it so well, and it doesn't look dated. It just yeah. it's such a good look for this show and it it makes right. the tva something that's understandable instead of having three giant space gods like mm-hmm. basically right. in control of everything there's a texture to all of it um mm-hmm. so that it feels very it feels like something malleable something that you could reach out and grab um yes. and we talked about this off off air again like it, it feels like 70s and 60s um sci-fi artwork um, yes. That you would buy on like a paperback novel somewhere. Um, Especially that one. It shot very much has that vibe. Yes. Yes. That was yes. that was the yeah. shot that sold me. I was like, okay, they got this one hundred percent correct. Yeah. Like the only the only other thing that would that shot would have needed was like some Apollo rockets launching, and it would have been <laughs> spot on for like an Asimov book. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then just the the general vibe is very. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to have said this. This is not an original thought. It's very Douglas Adams. It all feels very British, which is not surprising. Um, Kate Heron, um, who I believe is the director, worked on British television before this. Um, and it just has that vibe to it. Um, meanwhile, it also has like this heavy comedic streak throughout both episodes. And again... A, a Ricky, a Rick and Morty writer <laughs> has written the entire show, so that's why that's there. And it just it feels like a blending of a lot of really good, interesting things together in there's the no, best possible way. There's no Piccoloki yet, though, unfortunately. Uh, no, no, but here's the thing: there are moments in here that do remind me of that. Like there are things that feel like callbacks to that. Like the fact that Jostacola is in the show so heavily so far. Um, that would that's that feels like a rejected Rick and Morty joke, <laughs> like a, a bit that they would have in the background but never point out, um, among other things that show up throughout the show so far. Um, well, the you know. the um, other thing I've been so pleasantly surprised by was how good Owen Wilson is in this. Oh yeah, oh um, fuck yes, he is. Him and Wilson yeah. have immediate perfect chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I still maintain that there's a Wes Anderson feeling to a lot of it, but my wife and I were talking about it, and I think it's just because Owen Wilson is so inexorably linked to Wes Anderson films in my mind that any time he's, like, talking quietly, I'm like, oh, this is like Wes Anderson conversations. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, no, it's just Owen Wilson and his fucked-up-looking nose right well yeah well there's i think there's also there are a lot of aspects to that you got to remember that he's in wes anderson's first movie because they were like high school friends or something Mm -hmm. like that um so like their sense of humor and who they are as people is just it's linked it's Mm -hmm. it's automatically linked. so they smoke weed together is what you're saying oh hunter there are things that they shared yeah (laughs) joints Right, joints. <laughs> joints. That's we'll we'll leave it at joints and let you fill in the rest with your imagination of the things that they shared together. Big dudes. Um, 
Hunter, sound more like someone's uncle. <laughs> that Mary Jane. That sticky icky. Those doobers. <laughs> but uh, the point is, um, I get the feeling that the cast had a lot of input in this show. I think that was where I was going with that. And I get the sense that he had a lot of input about his character. So it kind of makes sense that his character would feel very Wes Anderson-y because mm-hmm. he is a big part of Wes Anderson's voice as well as Wes Anderson is probably a big part of his voice. Well, if yeah, that I mean, he, he co-wrote uh, well, like the first three bigger films that Wes Anderson did. Yeah. Like, yeah, so that that actually makes sense. I just remembered that he co-wrote them, and then Wes Anderson said "fuck you" and wandered off to do his own stuff. Um, well, he's still in them. He's still in. Yeah, he's he still talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm being harsh. I'm, I'm being melodramatic. This particular department of production, but otherwise we're fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, he he. God, what was it? I forget the uh, the writer. Um, shit, the guy who's yelling at uh, Christian Bale. Like, no, 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 not Christian Bale. No, it's the director who uh, did uh, I Heart Huckabees. I thought he wrote or helped write one of Wes Anderson's films. Anyways. Oh, um, yeah, we don't need to go down that rabbit yeah. hole, but I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, he was, I can't remember the actress he was yelling at, but she was in I Heart Huckabees, but regardless. Um, yeah, before we go into it, just Wes Anderson rabbit Russell? hole. Yes, mm, I, yes. I thought, yeah. I thought David O. Russell wrote one of the films with uh, Wes Anderson, but I might be incorrect. Maybe I'm thinking. I mean, that sounds that sounds right. That's around that's around the time where that kind of thing would have happened. Never um, mind. It was in, Noah Brumbach. Anyway. Um, oh, that makes even more sense. Actually, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Wes Anderson knows what the fuck's going on there. Like. <laughs> There are times in that in the show that there are shots where I'm like, it looks like a bigger nose eating a smaller nose. Like, has he had more damage to it since we've last seen it? Maybe. Um, I mean, we don't have to go into the darker aspects of his uh, personal life, but things might have happened there. People can look that up themselves because I am not going to say what happened. That's his business. Um, but things could have occurred uh, to his nose. Um, it might just be age. Uh, who knows? Uh, things happen. Um, yeah, but he's great. I've he I really love him in this show so far. Um, there's something about the way that their energies bounce off of each other, um, and how like steady and um slow Owen Wilson is, I guess, versus yeah. like this this rabid fire nature of the Loki character and Tom Hiddleston, and just the the way that, that works off of each other, um, you know, I, I've I've heard a lot of interviews with Tom Middleston over the last few weeks, and there's one point where he talks about how when him and Chris Evans were working on stunt work for Thor, they talked about it as like a rock versus the wind, um, in in how they were thinking about their battle strategy. Owen Wilson is like the mental equivalent of that. Like he's he's his intellectual equal. Um, and he is like, he, he's just very direct and very just uh, pressing with his, with uh, the way that he just undoes Loki's Loki-ness. Um, and it's extremely entertaining to see Loki like drift around it, but still be extremely hurt by some of the things that he says, especially in mm-hmm. the first episode. Um, and it's just, 
Uh, I'm very excited that we have four more episodes of this, um, presumably because it. I just love how I, I love how they play off of each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's not a teaming I ex- I would ever expect to work as well as it does, but it. Right. Their casting director knocked out of the park with this. Absolutely. That and I'm I'm sure Owen Wilson's like, well, yeah, I can get it on this and make a lot of money and- very easily. Yeah, one of the things I really enjoy about their chemistry is that, like, Owen Wilson, like, Mobius has no time for Loki shit from mm-hmm. Jump, and so he just I, dresses him down for the first half of the episode. I love how Tom, uh, Owen Wilson is just fucking sick of Loki shit. He's just this dude who's like, I can see right through you. Like, Well, and that's the thing, like, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you really wanted to say about the first episode, like... The second episode, you kind of begin to realize it's not quite as much him not having time for his shit and more like mm-hmm. tough love because he's like, no, I know you have this in you to be a better person slash like the peak of your abilities. So like mm-hmm. prove it, prove you can do this. He's like, he's like the dad that's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's funny that. The first episode feels like it's a very psychological game. Um, and it's it's all it's him playing Loki. He's doing like a con on Loki, um, which is extremely funny because very few people can con Loki. Um, and that's a lot of what his stuff is. And I, I just I love how they set up these little things about his character. Um, and by the time he says the variant we're hunting, it's you. You're like. Here we go. <laughs> let's go. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. We're I'm in. Fuck yeah. Um, and I just I love the way that their their interactions just it just makes that moment feel very impactful. I think the other things in the first episode, uh, unless anybody else has other thoughts about the two of them, um, we should maybe talk about a, li- a little bit about the TVA. We can maybe make that its own section if we want to. But if we have sort of opening thoughts about the TVA. Um, and what they mean to the MCU. Um, we do not have to discuss the paperweights or <laughs> debate it's, um, because it's a stupid uh, argument. Yeah, but um, if 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 anybody has thoughts, I, I think we can voice them here. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh-oh. So no, go ahead. They're the most powerful people in the MCU. Like full yeah. stop. Yeah. Like they yeah, yeah. they are. They full they, they they could essentially fold Thanos immediately if he came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, talking uh, some people at work, like I, the way I'm viewing the TVA is like they are capital G God. Like yep. while everyone else that we've seen in the Marvel universe has been like the most powerful ones have been like lowercase G's. Like this mm-hmm. is they are on a level of power that we have not actually seen in the MCU at this point because they're so far above everything else. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I love the animated like introductory video to show you about the timekeepers and how the TVA came about because it had that super 70s like yeah. late 70s early 80s aesthetic to the animation and I fucking ate it up. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love uh, Miss Minute. Strong, uh, voicing, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, voicing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, who, yep. Who's a? I think we need to be watching Miss Miss Minutes. We need to be really like looking and paying attention to what's happening with her because they're 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 doing something with that. Miss Minutes is more than I think meets the eye. Um, I pointed out uh, having rewatched it. Uh, she's in the 
title credits, she's one of the buttons on the elevator. Um, she's just an entire button. Um, no letters, no anything. It's just Miss Minutes, which is fascinating considering how big the floors in the TVA are. Um, well, I thought somebody had said in passing that she had her own floor, like mm -hmm. at one point in the show. So I, I don't, I, mean, I did not remember that, but yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I well, guys, it turns mm -hmm. out she's Mephisto. Yes, exactly. no, <laughs> yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if she oh, I... is. The timekeeper to some degree. Um, she's, she's the, the she's, 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 she's Magneto. <laughs> yes, she's all of the X Men. She's the entire X Men continent. She is, yeah. Uh, she is, she is House of X. Um, she sees uh, Storm too. This, this does. Speaking of that stuff, not in like more serious light. Like this does kind of open the door a lot into like playing around with that kind of stuff. For I'm not saying it's going to. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like it's mostly oh, no, they, just like okay, well, it's carte blanche to do whatever they want now. Yes, the the way that they've set things up so far, whether you're talking about things that were already established in one division or things established in this show, they've set they've set the rules so that whatever happens after the fact, however they decide to change things or use what they've already established to alter events in this universe or change the history of this universe. It would all make sense, whatever they decided to do. I would accept almost anything based off of what they've already put out there. Um, and then you add on to, you know, whatever they might be adding in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, written by the same writer as the show. There's a lot of possibilities there. Um, and I'm very excited with all of that um, because they have so many different pathways that they could go down. And I think all of it could be interesting. Well, literally, they have an infinite number of pathways they could go down because all they have to say yeah. is an alternate timeline got mixed back into the the holy right. timeline, whatever it is, and there you go. There you go. Yeah. Everything is, all your issues about continuity are solved. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And like, there are things that they could reveal further about how timeline resetting works. Like, does a reset timeline actually go away, or is it just stopped or stored somewhere like there are things that they could establish um where you could be like oh okay well that's why this thing changed because of x y and z and they've already they've already built it up in a way that i, I again i would accept it because they've made the rules i think very clear so far um and they're following them very clearly mm -hmm. i do have a few questions about how the time reset bombs work based off of the ending of episode two but I assume at this point that they will answer my questions very quickly at the beginning of episode three, um, because Michael Waldron has said that they thought about this a lot and it was the main topic of concern as they were making the show, um, which uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate people who really respect that uh, we want rules and we want rules that make sense. No well, more writing until we figure out how these fucking doodads work. Uh... <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, like time travel, the best time travel based entertainment always has a very strong set of rules that they follow. Like you yeah. can't, you can't really just kind of say, bah, whatever, when you right. have time travel involved or it, it shows, it shows right. later on down the line. Yeah, you need to at least follow your own internal rules. If you're going to, you know, like Looper is a great example of that. Like it yes. follows its own rules completely. It never mm -hmm. deviates from them. Um, and it's an extremely successful film for that reason. 
I would say Primer does, but I still don't 100% understand that movie, so I will just uh, defer <laughs> defer to presumably smarter people. Anything mm-hmm. you don't understand is bad. Yes, yeah. right. Okay, exactly. Okay, well, Primer's a bad movie. All right, if, cool. If anything, <laughs> if anything is weird or not like normal, it's bad. Don't you know? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. so there's nothing you should challenge us ever. I see. No, I see. you should never uh, be challenged. Everything should be exactly the way I expect it to be. Yeah, mm. don't set standards of quality from your entertainment ever. Don't no. ever, nope. ever assume that you have the right to say this can be better. Yep. Mm. Look at you, wrestling oh, okay. fans. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at all the people who have abused wife syndrome when it comes to CW shows. No, I, I was talking about people who are like Death Stranding's bad because it's weird, but. <laughs> It, it applies mm. to all of this, honestly. Yeah, it does. It does. Yes, it mm. does. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, season or season two, episode two of uh, of Loki. I don't know where do we want to start two with of that. Loki. We're burning through it real fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's two episode seasons. Um, um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> does anybody have anything from episode two that they really wanted to point out outside of the big reveal at the end? Uh, uh Loki. Uh, being very happy with himself whilst demonstrating the entire apocalypse scenario mm-hmm. is damn good yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like all of that. I, I like the whole investigation aspect. Um, I like him. I mean, I like him figuring. I, I really like him as like the protagonist. Um, it's very entertaining to watch him like trying to do something morally not objectionable. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, at least for him, uh, but still the way that he would go about it. Um, and I just like, again, like like we keep on saying, Tom Hiddleston is a fantastic actor. And those moments where he's putting it all together and figuring out where the other him or the other version of him would be, um, he just sells it so extremely well. And his energy when he's trying to explain it to uh, Owen Wilson is absolutely perfect. Who is so um, preoccupied with the fact that Loki has stolen his salad? He's not <laughs> really listening. Which was the tiniest salad on the face of the planet. Like that Everything bowl. About, oh, yeah, okay. Everything about his meal is just strange but very interesting to me because like, even the salt and pepper shakers are the tiniest little salt and yes. pepper shakers I've ever seen. The bowl is tiny and like everyone just drinks these weird, like just plain fucking uh, cartons and cans. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it just made me think of um aliens when we see Ripley's apartment, um and those like super fucking tiny coffee cups, um, mm. yeah, it's just like okay, this is very strange. This is a very odd choice, um, but I guess this is how the TVA does things. Um, well, that was that was something that I I meant to bring up because uh, when we were having a chat about the first episode, I think on the mm. uh, on the group chat, it. I was led to believe, and maybe I'm incorrect, but the way they mm-hmm. describe the TVA is that basically they're just an extension of the timekeepers, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, basically. so basically all of these things are are like cells, and it's it doesn't oh. matter what they do because they're all just an extension of the timekeepers, and it's just a a facade to make people... Mm feel better or ease them into how the the keeping of the holy time or the sacred timeline is kept 
Am I incorrect in that? So I don't want to say that you're incorrect because I think there are some reveals coming down the line that will contradict that. But I do think that that's a, that's a good assumption based off of the information presented in the first episode. Um, I think that we're going to get some information that suggests that these are people who like, they were all variants at some point. Like they're mm-hmm. like, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're all like recompiled, recycled variants. Um, like, People have been talking about the possibility that Mobius is a clone. I don't think it's that Mobius is a clone. I think that Mobius is a variant, and we might run into or other Mobiuses or other variants, and so on and so forth. Um, and they're basically well, in, just um, in the comics. He is a clone. Yes. Yeah. 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 I know that's where that comes from. But like, um, but like, I don't know. I don't know if I particularly believe that in, the, in terms of Loki. I, like, right. No, I think yeah, I think like, them being very probably spot on. Yeah, yeah because it, it goes it goes with the whole um, the bit that is in this episode with him and uh, Ravina um, about how you know who's who's this other favorite analyst that I haven't met? It's probably another version of Mobius, um, uh, who again was uh, who was a variant at some point. Um, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. and it's Luke regarding. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Um, uh, regarding the timekeepers, I got, and I don't see this very often in like, especially anything modern. But like, the setup mm. reminds me a lot of the Soul Reaver arc over Soul Reaver two, one, two, and Defiance, where you have this mm. authority in the Elder God who is like, "Hey, Raziel, do me a solid," and then sends him after Kane. Uh, but the whole time the Elder God's manipulating everybody, he's kind of omnipresent and omniscient, and um, there's no such thing as free will in Legacy of Cain. Uh, and in this, you have the Time Masters, who just secure themselves away in some fucking room or chamber or pocket dimension and just make decisions mm. about everyone's path. Uh, so I'm kind of on team, let's blow up the Time <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of am. I, I, kind of, I kind of am there also. Um, again, I think we're going to get reveals about the timekeepers. I don't think there are timekeepers, maybe. I think that's Ooh. a possibility. Um, like, what I'm really from this. We are the timekeepers. It, it was Miss Minutes all along, guys. Yeah, uh, the timekeepers all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it just we, it feels like we truly are the Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> I just want to say um, the people are like. Loki? <laughs> Uh, the people who are like, well, one of the time keepers, keepers, keepers is Kang. I don't know about that. Because no. again, I don't no. know. If there is they, and again, this is something to remember. Marvel likes to do a version of the comics, but they yeah. really like subverting things at the last minute. It's yeah. one of their favorite. Yeah. Like the scrolls, they're evil. They're terrorists. Blah, 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 blah. Cut to they're just people trying to run away from a genocide. And that example goes far back into the MCU. Nothing quite as extreme as that before that, but but there are many moments like that littering the MCU's history. So I don't feel like the timekeepers are just the timekeepers. There's something going on. There's some sort of thing that we're going to learn about them that changes um, how we think about it. I mean, this is the company that made S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra, so... Yeah. It's it's hard for me to believe that they're just the timekeepers and that Loki isn't. I don't think he's completely correct, but his instincts are correct. I think his his distrust 
for the concept of the timekeepers is is on point i think well that and i think it was just the timekeepers we made along the way yeah damn you we truly are the loki <laughs> <laughs> we are loki um so yeah, it, yeah. it felt like with the second episode, they they were basically just like, "All right, we explained everything we need to explain in the first episode. Yeah. Let's go," and it just it kind of jumped right into the action of them like doing what they fucking do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know, I just yeah. I appreciated that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It felt like um, I mean, it it felt like a perfect encapsulation of what a, a lot of a lot of the shows that this episode feels like like it feels a little bit like a hannibal um primarily and then other shows sort of in that vein um like it's just like he's investigating a case and he's trying to figure it out and i think that's just all really well handled but again like there's a there's an underlining sense of humor and a basis in characters that just makes it really compelling um i think by the time we get to rock's cart um which is the continued um, teasing of Roxxon uh, that they will never fulfill. Um, the, the background entity that won't go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, it's gone past being annoying and it's become, all right, I see what you guys are doing here. This is fun. Um, but I, I, yeah, the whole Rock's cart situation is really interesting. I like the way that all of those actors who play um, Floki um, for a couple moments, they all mm-hmm. do a spectacular job. Um, um, uh, and by the time we get to the actual person playing Floki, um, she herself is instantly very interesting based off yes. of almost no screen time. Um, and yeah, I just love all of that. I love that. I love Loki being irritated by Loki and th- that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that's <laughs> utterly fantastic. Um, <laughs> because of course Loki would be entirely irritated by himself. It's the Doctor Strange does not get along with Tony situation all over again. Um, or Loki does not get along with Doctor Strange <laughs> situation. Um, so yeah, all that stuff is really good. Yeah, that was, I was kind of surprised how quickly they pulled out female Loki. Like, I figured that mm-hmm. was going to be a reveal. I mean, mind you, it's only six episodes, so it makes sense they would do it sooner rather than later. But right. I kind of expected that to be a bigger reveal later. Like, yeah. possibly another variant of Loki being female and working with at an least, older Loki. I at least didn't expect it to be a reveal to our Loki. Um, mm-hmm. I expected that would be maybe a reveal to us, the audience, and that he would learn in episode three or four. Um, but doing it now is, I think it's way more interesting. Uh, yes. uh, I assume the next episode is going to be a lot of them like figuring each other out, us learning about who this version is. Um, I have a lot of thoughts that I don't know if I don't know if they will actually mean anything or if they'll just be completely useless in the next episode. Um, female Loki's plan after a second watch it reminded me a lot of Loki's plan in the first Thor movie. Um, does anybody need like a refresher on that, or are we all kind of good on that? Um, I haven't watched I don't Thor know. in about four years. Yeah, yeah. I, my memories of the first Thor are a paper thin at best. 
All right, I'll I'll give a little 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 Susan. Um, at the at the end of that movie, he plans to destroy all of Jotunheim using the uh, Rainbow Bridge. Um, and there's a presumption that he might even go further and just use it to destroy a bunch of other planets too. Um, and he's in full "I will kill millions" genocide mode at the end of that movie. Um, and I don't know why it just it reminded me what of that. Loki. Right. Yeah. Just it, it just felt like full on. I will destroy everything, burn everything, Loki. Um, and yeah, I don't. I, this plan reminds me of that because again, based off of what they've established about the time charges, this Loki is just destroying trillions of people. Um, if my understanding is correct, and I think that the TVA can reverse that, but I'll be very fascinated to see how this actually affects things and what this does to the flow of time and so on. Um, because this is a this is a heavy uh, death toll plan. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very curious to learn what the backstory is and why this Loki felt inclined to do that. Um, because Loki doesn't do that like loki is i mean they've established this in the first episode loki's murderous rampage comes from inadequacy and feeling like they need to do it for some reason like there's some purpose something that is pushing them and i'm very curious if if yeah, we see that retcon to uh, be under the yeah. influence of the lion stone right mm -hmm. well yeah and even just even what they established in the first episode Loki is very insecure, and his insecurities are a lot of why he did the things that he's done, um, on top of the Mind Stone, among other things. Um, so I'm very, again, I'm very curious to see how that, how that projects into this other version of the character. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see, because I mean, that's, that's one of the nice things about the show so far, and I'm hoping they continue with the runtime of each episode being almost an hour is that it feels like it has a lot more room to breathe, even if it is yeah. only like what, 10 minutes longer than winter soldier was or not yeah, winter soldier. Minutes, sorry. Falcon winter soldier. 10 minutes is a lot. It like, is. I mean, for a very quick and dirty comparison, any network show is 45 minutes. HBO shows usually come in around 54 minutes. Mm -hmm. HBO shows feel insanely long sometimes yeah. there are hbo shows where i'm i get to the 45 minute mark and i'm like oh wow there's another 10 minutes left and those 10 minutes can be filled with a lot of stuff the yeah. density that those 10 minutes can contain so those that's a lot of that's a lot of loki there and there's a lot that they can put there and from what i can tell from what i've heard all the other episodes are approaching the same length okay good um, because I, I feel like this next episode, we're going to probably get a quarter of the episode, if not half of it, is going to be explaining female Loki's backstory. Probably. Uh, we'll, we'll at least get hints and bits and pieces. Um, because th there's a lot to explain. Um, people have pointed out that her name is Sylvie. Um, uh, what? According to the credits. Um, Sylvie? Yeah, she's credited as Sylvie. Um, which is interesting because I guess that's also the name of Enchantress in the Marvel Universe. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of a lot of stuff there. It would explain why she's like, "Don't call me Loki." <laughs> okay, because looking at IMDb, she's only listed as the variant. Yeah, she even uh, Wikipedia has the same thing. But I guess in the full credits for Disney Plus, when you when you wait for the an amazing credit sequence that they built. The credit sequences for all these shows yes. have been pretty great. Um, but this one is really good. Um, uh, something else yeah. real quick, um, looking at the cast on IMDb. Somebody we haven't seen yet is Richard E. Grant. He yeah. is uncredited for, or he doesn't have a character yet on his credits for the show. Mm-hmm. My guess is that the variant or female Loki or whatever isn't actually Loki and Richard E. Grant is going to be the actual Loki, the actual variant that they've been trying to find. I could see it. I I could, I could definitely see that. I could, I mean, they've established, um, that this Loki can inhabit other people's bodies. It Mm -hmm. could be Loki is inhabiting the Enchantress's body as like his main, host of sorts because that character has natural abilities that are useful um and it's richard e grant so it could be loki that is at the very tail end of his life um Mm -hmm. there are a number of things that they could be doing with that he could also just be an entirely separate loki um we don't know um i'm very curious i'm very curious richard e grant of course is fantastic casting He would be perfect for it. Did he? Did he pop up in Star Wars? Yes, in that third one, as like <laughs> that uh, third uh, one. <laughs> I, I refuse to acknowledge that movie past that. Um, yeah, he's in that one. Is like I was there during the Empire. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yes, yes, oh, no. you were, Richard. <laughs> he yeah, was, wasn't. Wasn't he the one who shot uh, General Hux? I think so. Yeah, I think so. You could yeah. say anything, Eric, and I would agree with you. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that happens. That happened in that movie. Um, uh, sure, why not? Um, yeah, this is uh, this is in between uh, going on uh, holidays with Paul McGann uh, in his uh, uh, uncle's uh, 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 little cottage out in the wilderness. Uh, that was a reference to With Nail and I that uh, no one will understand. Oh, God. Okay. That sounded like uh, an impenetrable reference. <laughs> I thought I thought you were you said the name of the movie, and then I realized you were talking about With Nail and I, which I probably haven't seen in like 25 to 30 years. So. Reference, I need to be like 85 uh, to understand. No, uh, Hunter, no. how dare you? How dare you, Hunter? Um, uh, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, I'm very curious to see what they do with this character. Um, I have no idea what episode three is really going to be. No, um, but I'm I'm excited. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's... Di Martino was already super interesting in whatever this role is. So, yeah, um, that's something I wanted to bring up. Is like I noticed that since it's releasing on Wednesdays, the amount mm-hmm. of time that people have to get spoilers out feels like it's very slim. Because mm-hmm. with all the other shows, like I felt like I was dodging stuff all week, and with Loki, like right. I haven't, I haven't had a single spoiler hit me yet. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's a lot here. Of... I haven't had anything assault my eyes yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I think it's yes. the it's it's the middle of the week aspect of it. Um, fewer people are like, I'm just gonna like take off in the morning, <laughs> or I'm gonna mm-hmm. call in early or late because it's Friday, and people are more okay with that. I think more people are like having to go to work and stuff on a Wednesday and not being able to talk about spoilers and yeah, so I think that plays a part in it. Um, Good, and but even I, even yeah. like. Even like IGN and places like that that mm-hmm. maybe don't intend to spoil something but still do anyways. Like I haven't right. even had any of that happen where like there's a headline that's like, Oh, you idiots, like why would you write that? Yeah. You just you told me everything. Like it just it it feels like maybe I was incorrect on why they moved it to Wednesday and it's more like, All right, we don't want to have anything spoiled, let's do it on Wednesdays. I think there's I think there's a couple aspects. I think that is part of it. I think that they realized that like the news trickle would be much slower so people can really settle in and and enjoy it. Um, I like it personally because there was almost a pressure put on mm-hmm. WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier having it be on Friday. It's the end of the work week. You're like, I need something to unwind <laughs> and to make my uh, day great. This is like, oh, that's right, Loki is out. And it's almost mm-hmm. more prize um and i think that helps it quite a bit um yeah not that i haven't liked the other shows but um i don't know my experience with the show so far is like oh cool there's a loki i can just do this now i can just watch this and not have to think about it and not put as much psychic pressure on the show being good i guess um here's here's five dollars go get yourself a loki right (laughs) exactly a loki Yeah, just go see him smile, just, uh, just, just smile up a storm, especially in this episode. Just, uh, <laughs> so many Lokis smiling at each other. Um, everybody are doing you, Loki impressions. Are you Are you telling us something without telling us something about yourself, Arlen? Are you Are you having an awakening over Loki? I mean, I might be. I might. I mean, he is dreaming. Possibility. Oh, I mean, is dreaming. No saying. judgment, no judgment whatsoever. He's he's a handsome man who's very charming. But I mean, just, to hmm. say that I watched the movie High Rise many times on me, <laughs> I don't like that movie. Um, but I like things in that movie. Um, you know what he means. Be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I High Rise. I did not really enjoy that much. As I, don't, as... I watched yeah. it, I don't remember it all. I couldn't yeah. get into it, but um. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston, and it was like just fell off of it. I, I mean, That's in, fair. Its, <laughs> in its defense, J.G. Ballard can be somewhat impenetrable, at least the stuff that I've read from him. So I can understand why trying to adapt one of his books yes. doesn't work yeah. that well. And that director yeah, is. Well, you're good then. Don't worry about it, Hunter. Yeah, that director is interesting, I'll say, to say the least. He's an interesting yeah. fellow. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to see um, some parts of a uh, Tom Hiddleston, um, High Rise is a good place. <laughs> um, if you want to, you want to see some stuff. Um, anyways, uh, this has been the High Rise Corner. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess. Do we want to do like um, speculation stuff? Because I don't, I don't have a lot else to say. Um, yeah. All the X Men are going to show up. Uh, yes. Mephisto is going to be there. Yes. The, um, other than um, 
the Vesuvius stuff is really funny. That was that I thought that was I thought that was hilarious both times I that I went. you to dark hiding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I honestly I don't have any guesses on where this is going to go because it yeah. it could literally go anywhere and I'd be like, "Okay, that works." Exactly. That works. Like we could say something and it could be right and then immediately proven wrong the next episode like it could come true and then immediately be undone um so like i i don't know um expect the unexpected with this show um you know expect some chaos going forward um like i said i'm very curious to see how they how they wrap up the whole floki blowing up seemingly the entire timeline stuff I'm very curious how that plays out. So, well, I know, I know this was something that we had talked about in the chat, and I know you had brought up before Connor was. I am intensely curious to see some of the stuff like the Avengers Tower completely in rubble, like, and and what looked yeah, like I am... Nat sitting in that like purple landscape. Yeah, I'm frothing at the mouth for an explanation to all those visuals because mm-hmm. it looks too much like what I think it is. And I need some clarification. Well, what do you think it is? I, it looks like Nat. It looks like Earth. It looks yeah. like after, you know, something awful has happened. But, like, have Scarlett Johansson show up in Loki would be fucking ridiculous. Like, I, it's insane to me. Well, you know, I mean, it would tie in well with them knowing that Black Widow is going to be released. Yeah, but, you know, and this is also the same company who was like, yeah, fuck it, use Luke Skywalker. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah but exactly. What, but she's a woman, so like, why? why well, yeah, she... exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's she's the last one left because she couldn't do anything. Kind of like how right. female Loki is going to fail because it's female version of Loki, and we we all know women can't do magic. Well, women can't do magic. They can't fight creatures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. this is getting so big. It is. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe they should learn to do some things. Yeah, maybe they should uh, <laughs> maybe they just be bodies that take up space. Um, yeah, and produce children. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, this bit is almost becoming destructive to our actual lives, and we should stop it. Um, yeah. Yeah, my name is, uh, my name is uh, Leonardo Talavera, and I think women can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. Leo. <laughs> um, He's not Leo. Yeah, I don't. Did anybody else have anything they wanted to say about where they think the show is going to go? Um, I mean, I've kind of been hinting at it. I think we're going to learn that a lot of this is bullshit. Um, yeah, I, I think that they've they, they've said a lot that feels too clean and too precise. Um, it's too easy. Um, to put it very very simply. Um. And it just doesn't doesn't feel right. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're gonna learn some things about the timekeepers and how they actually work. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you guys want to do the other stuff, you were well. Talking. I mean, did did Hunter or Connor have anything they wanted to say? Don't don't I mean, steamroll over them. Honestly, I just kind of I'm I, I like the show a lot, but like I don't have a lot to say because I feel like. I'm kind of just waiting for it all to play out. Mm-hmm. Right. Because to me, yeah. it's like, okay, this is all very interesting, but like, I'm kind of so enthralled by it that I'd rather just see what happens and speculate. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely yeah, I understand like, that. I don't feel like spinning my wheels so much is trying to figure everything out. Like, I'm kind of okay with right. the ride as it is. Yeah. yeah. Letting it just wash over you. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it's been, I would say it was the case in the previous two, but in this one especially, it feels like I trust you guys. I, I, I trust I trust these people to deliver something good and interesting. Um, and I don't really need to think about it too hard. Um, yeah. I, I think some of that too might be because we know this is going to be their, not their last, but we're not going to see another TV series from them for a little while. So we're, right. we're all kind of like, oh, God, we've got to make this last and it better be fucking good. I don't want to ruin mm-hmm. it by by over speculating or having anything ruined. Yeah. 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 And I, I th- honestly, I think that this is the one where I don't think the whole um, finale problem thing is going to be a thing in this in this no, one. I think that that's going to end with this one. Um, and I think that like. You know, everybody involved in this is maybe the most well-equipped for the job, as far as I can tell. Not, again, not putting down anybody involved in the previous two shows. I mean, I think Jack Schaefer did a fantastic job with WandaVision, and I can go on and on about the other shows. But I think that this is the show where all of the parts seem like the best possible people for the job, and it's mm-hmm. the best possible character to give a show to. Um yeah. Yeah. So like I don't think that they can screw this up really. Um because I feel like everybody is so well equipped for what has to happen. Um yeah, I'm just excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see Buck to finish up the series. <laughs> yes. No, right. No. Don't say that. No, they hired they hired Scott Buck. They brought Ike Prometer back uh uh-huh. to be a consultant. Yes. Um, and they hired uh, Joss, and they fired Joss Whedon for the last ten minutes of the finale. Um, Mike <laughs> is the real villain of Black Widow. I hate that. <laughs> it might be much closer than with... you think. <clears throat> it's it's, it's just... end with her drop kicking Ike Promarder off a cliff. I mean, I, it's it's going to end with her fighting over office supplies. And then stealing, food, <laughs> and then stealing food from craft services to another movie. You, you can only have movie. one Subway sandwich, you know, broad. The only Black Widow toy in existence. He's like, you'll watch me destroy this because nobody buys girls. <laughs> He's just <laughs> melting part of it every day. Um. So yeah, uh, I guess uh, Hunter, did you want to talk about E3 at all? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I talk a lot about it on the upcoming episode of Comedy Club, but I'm down to talk again because I like I there's a lot I like about E3. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So okay, uh, a lot of people are like this E3 is bad, and I don't know if I necessarily agree. Bad is I, a little strong. I 100% disagree with that sentiment. I think it was okay. I think it was like. Better than what we could have gotten in a fucking pandemic year. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's one thing I'm really excited for. Like, uh, yes. Idos Montreal making a fucking cool looking Guardians of the Galaxy game. That's basically just Mass Effect with with Star Lord. 
I I don't know if that's the case though. I mean, it it looks like it's going to be more action oriented than than Mass Effect. Yeah, it, it's definitely it definitely is, but like it's got the um the dialogue wheel and like okay, it's very much like I just Montreal like oh we can make one of those type games. Well, I mean, uh, I thought the I thought the dialogue wheel existed in the Deus Ex games too. It, it does. It's not the same though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't see any of the gameplay trailers for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I only saw the trailer trailer. Yeah, they showed uh, a villain, like the first villain that they're showing off is uh, Lady Hellbender, which is like a deep cut. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's it's cool as fuck. I can't wait for this game. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I've got no idea. <laughs> I'll find a picture for you. She's a big muscle lady who has a ha- giant hammer and collects monsters. Yeah. Oh, what else? What else? Uh, that's square- the whole. Okay, the whole Square Enix conference was really funny because, like, they showed nothing. <laughs> but Cardi oh, oh, like Capcom's. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, man, Capcom was awful because all those games are all out essentially. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here's what we made... have out that you can play right now. Go do it. Ugh, we we made a bad conference, PD. So I do have a thing to say about the <laughs> the Capcom thing. Just as an outside side observer, you have all this positivity right now, and you have nothing to say whatsoever. You're riding like probably the biggest high that they've ridden in I don't know, ten plus years. Um, and like, yeah. I, <clears throat> that seems like a bad decision. Like, announce things that you I don't even have ready yet. Anything. <laughs> that <could laughs> right all now? Could have been a tweet. It all could have been a right. tweet. Or mm-hmm. at the Nintendo Direct. Yep. Yeah. Because all those games are Nintendo games, except for uh, they announced that right. they're doing DLC for Resident Evil 8, which, duh. Yeah, great. Sure. Cool. Okay. I did. Yeah, I, Capcom was such a nothing burger. Like, I just, I did not give two shits. I wish I had those 30 minutes back, honestly. I mean, and again, considering the goodwill that they have right now, they could have Mm -hmm. announced anything. They could have announced new, like, skins for Lady D and, like, a mode where you can play as her. And it would have gotten, like, so much positive attention. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. They could have done another CG trailer for something, and I'm like, all right, cool. Yep. It would have been something, but, like, they didn't. Especially, like, when their press release mentions, like, Pragmata and, like, all this shit that they have announced. And like, oh, we're going to see Pragmata, or, like, we're going to see um the RE4 remake or whatever. Like, and... No. <laughs> well, it's, it's a great company who has zero clue on how to market anything. <laughs> You just said RE4 remake, and I'm crying inside because oh me my too. god, I, I I hate that. Like, me RE4 too. Is available on so many consoles. It's not even. It funny. is, and it's it is one great. of the one of the best games and it's ever still, made. And they're like, we're remaking it. Like, fuck off. It still plays better than games released ten years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. God. <laughs> It's not a broken game by any means. I understand remaking two and three, but wow! <laughs> oh my for, god! For me, the 
mind you, it it kind of was the biggest thing at E3, but I think Microsoft knocked it out of the fucking park. Yep, I, they I, did. I don't think anybody else came even close to all of the things that they announced and yeah. showed. And and it's it's what I've been saying in the chat is like the promise of Game Pass is finally coming true. Oh, dude, it is it is becoming like if you like at this point, if you don't have Game Pass, you're stupid because yeah. like there's so yeah. much on it. Like I'm I'm like I open it up and I'm looking at it right now and like the the scroll bar is like taking forever to get to the bottom. Like there's mm-hmm. so much on it and there's so much coming to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've. I've already got Hades pre-downloaded and that new D&D uh, Dark Alliance game downloaded and just yeah it just it's it's kind of crazy the value proposition that it is at this point and with them then announcing like uh, god what else was there um fuck Redfall yes Redfall and and then just also showing us Starfield I mean mind yeah. you it was a trailer and being like yeah it's exclusive sorry deal with it 11 and, years to the date of Skyrim, by the way. Yep. Yep. And crazy. also... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, it, it's crazy, because, like, I, I was under the impression that they weren't going to show anything until they had, like, something, like, a whole walkthrough to show their new engine. But... Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm I'm willing to wait. Next E3 is going to be crazy for them. Yep. Um, but, yeah, seeing, like, that Todd Howard people were saying like oh he apologized for it not being on uh on all consoles and he's like no i'm apologizing to the people that are upset but i'm not apologizing for the fact that it is a exclusive for microsoft like and they really don't need to apologize no they don't they don't like it's... get over it <laughs> uh I... we got a nice look at uh hellblade 2 as well and that was the big thing I yeah that was um that was they had another showcase and they showed mm-hmm. a, a couple other things. It looks cool. I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing because like I was kind of busy that day. Um, but they, the, the Microsoft is promising that they're going to make this a a, a console worth having, and I think that's what they yeah. need. Yeah. And it's I know Lou always brings up in the chat like I just don't understand why anybody needs to get this system like. I get it. A lot of stuff is on PC, but for me, like, I don't want to have to deal with any of the particular issues that can pop up with a PC. Like, like, no, oh, no. you need to update your driver. You need to do this. I want to be able I, to buy a box that plays the games that I want to play, and then I also have access to all this stuff. I say this as someone who plays like mostly PC games right now. You do mm-hmm. not need one if you are not super into this. Like, you, mm-hmm. if, if you are like, I only play. Well, whatever Microsoft has, or like, even if like, like you said, I don't want anything complicated. Like, if you're not willing to do that, don't get one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so sort of to lose point, not to argue for him. Um, I don't think Microsoft cares that you buy a console. No, the... they um, want you to get Game Pass. That's what the main. Yeah. Thing. Yes. Like they yes. care about certain, and this is this is where my tech geekery comes in like Sachin Nadella said that from like day one from the day that he took over at Microsoft mm-hmm. um, he cares about services that's, mm-hmm. that's what he cares about because that's where the money is services are the main driving force of his time at Microsoft um, 
and Xbox's success can be summed up in a couple of words, but one of them is definitely going to be Halo and Xbox Live and then Game Pass. Um, So, like, Xbox is eventually shifting over to being very uh, to being very service heavy Uh is not it's not news. (laughs) It's what they were going to do eventually, like. They're putting the ability to play Xbox games on TVs um, through streaming. You know, it'd be interesting if, you know, like a a company like, I don't know, like a a Google decided to do that at some point. You know, it's too bad that they never have. Um, That shit pisses me off so much. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, on the, on the streaming thing, like I, I don't, I personally don't see a future where that is the main way to play games, but like for no. them to be the um, forerunner of that is very important because like, they're, yeah, they yeah, there's a lot because they're going to, they're going to cement themselves yeah. in a way that's going to be very important. Um, and like, yeah. I, and I don't honestly do not think um, Sony has to kind of do the same thing. Like they could be the alternative mm-hmm. to that, but at the same time, like, Sony could benefit from having a light service. Like PS Now is fine, I guess. I don't use it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of shitty because you have to be online to play the games and stuff like that. And it, well, they need they need at least a Game Pass equivalent, and that's all they really need. Well, that's that's part of the issue I can see between Sony and Microsoft here is that. Like, I imagine Microsoft would be doing the same thing, but Sony is charging like $70 for a game for the PS5. And you can go over to Game Pass, and if it's a Microsoft game, get it day and date basically for $15. Yep. And that's just, that is a ridiculous value proposition. And I, I don't understand how Sony hasn't been like, ah, oh, fuck. And even bigger than like all the things with Game Pass is, the fact that they're finally worked out the bugs and they're bringing it to iOS and like being able to mirror stream or whatever to your iPad or your phone or whatever and play Xbox games is huge. Like I, with, Oh, go ahead. Like I bought my phone like on the, on the preference that I could probably like load up Halo on my phone right now if I wanted to, like that is, yeah, I, I, and like that is probably the biggest thing Xbox has going for right now is like they're the studio yeah. that's doing that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Sony Sony might come out with a Vita two at some point, probably not. But I mean, Sony I have didn't have to. Sony didn't have to worry until this week where we're hearing that Xbox is growing like exponentially mm-hmm. in Japan right now. Um, oh really? I didn't having, hear anything about that. Yeah, they're I, having I record numbers. Crossplay yeah. and how Sony yeah. is being very difficult about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, it, yeah with, I mean, with uh, everyone having like mobile is very a big thing in Japan. So I bet mm-hmm. the, um, the prospect yeah. of being able to play Halo on your phone is very appeasing to that market. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why I could see Sony very much taking. Um, more of a backseat, I guess. Um, like I, I think that they're gonna cave on crossplay. Um, well, at, at a certain point, they will um, be bullied into like doing crossplay eventually. 
Well, because there's a lot of factors in that. They are still, I don't know if they're the number one distributor of Android products in Japan, but I think they're at least number two. Um, because they still have a huge technology hold over Japan. Um, you can still buy like fucking Walkmans in Japan, brand oh, new. Oh hell yeah! Among other Dude. things. Yes. Um. S- yeah. Yeah. So like, them sort of taking more of a back seat and not worrying so much about being the ones who you sell, who sell you the games and sell you the services and building the tech, feels like a a natural direction where you can play games on any service through xbox or whatever and but you it comes to your playstation more of a pc experience with video games um which feels like that's where that's been going for a while um where it's just a system you're just buying the system you're not so much paying for a brand um or an ecosystem with systems you're just paying for the hardware more or less yes you're paying you're paying you're paying for essentially the machine that lets you play the software. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's there's no. It's like people like the oh, exclusives are important. It's like at this point with Game Pass, exclusives are becoming less and less important because now it's yeah. like okay, well I can play more games on Xbox for like fifteen dollars a month than I can. Like I'll pay seventy dollars on my PS5, and I love my PS5, but like it's a better value proposition you just get a series x at the moment well yeah i mean and that's that's my thing is like i i've had exclusively xboxes since the ps3 i had died and well it didn't even die it just it it's i couldn't get past a certain point in skyrim because it was bugged out so i was like i'm done with this system forever and bought myself another 360 and then i've just i've gone to xbox the whole time and i'm not like well it's because microsoft is better it's just this is the ecosystem i'm in so with this this E three showing all the stuff that Microsoft is doing, I'm like, all right, well, I guess that answers that problem, mm-hmm. because I I'm not I'm not going to search out a PS five just so I can mind you, I want to desperately, and I would I would kill every single one of you to be able to play Spider Man right now, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm not going to do that because I only have so much time on this earth and I can't play every game that comes out, so it's just like, all right, well, right. I hear it's good, but I'm going to miss out on it. Oh well. Like I want to play the new God of War desperately too, but eh, eh. Mm. outside of that, yeah, are though, you willing, hmm? are you willing to pay seventy dollars for it? Like that's like, yeah, that's again, that, right. That's the other thing. But but Eric, are you willing to blame Alana Pierce because she is a celebrity, um, and because she's a name that you know, and blame her for the game being pushed back? Is that because what you're she's a woman? For, exactly. Be, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a woman. yeah. She's a That's, woman, so yeah. She does. She doesn't have that power. Um, wait, what game are you talking about that she's getting blamed for pushing so, back? Or Alana, she writes for is, yeah. She writes for Sony Santa Monica. That like that's yeah. She works at Sony Santa Monica now, so she officially got her yeah. yeah oh, so, okay. So she, she was blamed for God of War being pushed back. Um, people I, gave her yep. death threats and, they, and all the normal they were, stuff. Uh, using. They were using some rather colorful language, saying that she wish, wishing she was, um, let's say, packed by several people of ill refute uh, <laughs> in a gang fashion. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. 
yes, yes, yes. Like I yeah, burn it down. Honestly, like fucking uh, like the joke about the women aside. Fuck you if you do that. Honestly, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. No, if you if you participate in that, yeah, just like as we've been saying in the chat uh, many times over the past few weeks, go touch some grass. Go go drink a glass of water. Preferably consensually. Yeah, please, please, <laughs> consensually. I I guess that's the other thing is like I'm just I'm too old to give a shit about like no I'm I'm a Sony guy or I'm a Microsoft guy or whatever. It's just like mm-hmm. this is yeah. what I like. This is what I know. This is what's easy. Like right. I'll just continue to go with that. Yeah, fewer complications yeah. as it's... possible until you die. Right. Yeah. I exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which could be any day now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of Game Pass, like, I am so intensely curious to see what Starfield is going to be. Like, mm-hmm. I have, I have, I have no idea what to expect. Like, is it going to be Me a little either. bit, is it going to be a little bit more like simmy or not simmy, but like, is it going to be more along the lines of like a No Man's Sky where you have like resource whatnot oh. or go ahead. Todd. Todd Howard has come out and said that it's the most hardcore Bethesda RPG yet. So I'm hoping that means that it's more stat based instead of like okay. perks. Okay. I um, could I could 100% be into that. Because I, I just, I, man, mm-hmm. I just want to return to form. I want to go back to the Bolivian, Bolivian era, like Bethesda game. I, I don't know. I never got super into, well, no, Oblivion I did. Oblivion was the one right before Skyrim, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah, I would be okay with that because I remember being completely blown away by Oblivion when I first played it. I I just am so excited for this game, and then after that, yes. Elder Scrolls Six. Yes. Give it to me. Yes. Go back and play Oblivion now, though, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Oh, dude, I yeah. I put I have I am a crazy person who have put like 300 hours into Oblivion. Oof. Uh, that game hasn't aged well, but also it's so good. It's good, but I feel like they didn't do enough quality control with that because no, the no, last the last time I played it, like I I leveled up my character to a point where like all the enemies I was running into were able to kill me easily, and there was no way for me to actually level up anymore unless I wanted to go into like a safe area and just jump for like four hours to build up my skill levels. So, so the thing that you would do in that game is like. If you wanted to like upgrade your uh, athletics or like the whatever the one that when you just have to move is you take yes. a rubber band and you get your 360 controller and wrap it around so you're just walking the wall and then leave it leave your 360 on all day and you'll you'll meet, hit max level by the end of the day. That's insane. Yeah. That that seems like such a bad idea. It just yeah. it, it, <laughs> uh, yeah, it like, sucks. You, Don't recommend need- it. You need some sort of organic leveling and like, you know, hey, enemies will be at a higher level in certain areas because you're not supposed to go there yet. Or or they'll be higher level and if you can get past them, cool. But yeah, I just that was my big problem with Oblivion. <laughs> everything everything else I liked about it, like going into the Oblivion gates and all that shit. But just no, no, it just it got to a point where it's like, oh, cool. There's these things just popping up out of nowhere that kill me in like three hits. I can't deal with this game anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry, Patrick Stewart. I'm sorry uh, I die. I'm sorry I disappointed you and your dead ghost. Well, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, hey, 
and Redfall looked cool. I mean, it's a game. So I was looking at the uh, the website for that game, and like it mm-hmm. takes place in Massachusetts. So I really, really want to be want there to be like drunk Bostonians all over that game. Are there are are the power ups going to be oxycotton? Yes. Okay. It's gonna, cool. There's going to be uh, um, uh, there, opioids there, everywhere. Is there going to be a Duncan? Yes, we'll there'll go. be several Duncans. Cool, bro. Let's go get some Duncan, bro. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that... What, what about you? What about you? You got anything you want to talk about? Like, I I mean, I, that's... Like I said, like Microsoft was the thing I was most interested in, and it it paid off for all of my, my hope for it because I mean, fucking dropping like a dragon on the same day that they announced it being on game pass, like Hades finally coming to fucking Xbox. I'm so happy. I, the Nintendo one, like it was very safe. Like there was some cool stuff announced, especially Metroid, but it was just very much like, Hey, here's all the stuff that you really like. We'll, we'll put out another one of them. Aren't you happy? We're Nintendo. Connor, so they yeah. announced uh, Kazuma from Sna- from uh, Tekken for Smash, right? And guess what his trailer is? <laughs> oh God, what? <laughs> it's just it's just like four minutes of him dropping all the Smash characters into a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Yeah, that's it's great. That is amazing. It's so good. Yeah, when he drops the oh, one guy. When he drops the one guy from Arms in the volcano, wasn't that the name of the Switch game? Arms. Yeah, that he drops Min Min into the uh, volcano. And... Yeah, and and his, their arm is stuck around his leg, and he's like, Ugh, and has to kick it off while they're falling into the volcano. That's it's fucking fantastic. It was so good. It, at one, point, he drops Kirby in, and like he just looks down, and Kirby's like floating in the background. <laughs> It was so good. Like they knew, they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but outside of that, like, I I don't have a Switch, so I'm not really super invested. But like, all right, cool, a new WarioWare game. That's awesome. Like, (laughs) but outside of that, I just I couldn't get super excited outside of Metroid. Like everything else from Nintendo is just like, oh, that's that's very much just pandering to their crowd. Yeah, uh, and I'm totally not going to buy a bunch of that. So, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't worked on Don't me, know. no sir. Nope, it never will. Uh, but yeah, that's really all I had to say about E3. Uh, yeah. Unless anyone else has any thoughts. Uh, I don't have any yeah. thoughts on it because I didn't really watch mm. it, so I can't really comment. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, my younger sibling says I'm going to be gifted their Switch because they're buying the new one. Um, so that'll yeah, be interesting. the one that's totally <laughs> real. Yeah, that one that hasn't <laughs> been announced at all. Yeah, okay. A totally real thing that's gonna happen. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Have an OLED screen and everything. Yeah, it's gonna. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. gonna, it's gonna make your parents get back together. It's gonna multiple make... USB C port. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna. It's gonna make some sauce for your stepfather. Sauce. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Connor yeah. will get you back your favorite cup from when you were a kid and make sure it doesn't smell like vodka. Um, <laughs> Booze can't be poured into it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, anything else anybody wanted to bring up, or are we good for the evening? I think that's good. it. 
I think that's it, gentlemen. Okay. <clears throat> and Eric. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Oh, snap, he got you. I know. Burn. I will need some ointment. Does anyone have any salve? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I know what a salve is. An ungent, an ointment. <laughs> Better you call Saul. Have a tincture or an show. ampule for me. <laughs> Someone get an aloe vera plant. Get it out of your shelf with a million small little drawers. Um, uh, I need to be bled right. by leeches. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> drink like a gallon of laudlum. Hunter jumped back a thousand fucking years, goddamn. <laughs> uh, right. so um, yeah, um, I guess we should do plugs and all that stuff, or we can just yeah. say fuck it and it, end it here. Um, I don't know. What, what do we want to do? Let's uh, let's do plugs. I, I got I got some plugs. Yeah, you do, um, uh, which is fantastic. <laughs> I don't, because I'm still working my way back to Movie Dumpster. Uh, I'm, I'm upgrading my audio setup. So, I'm oh, yeah, back in at, like, July-ish. Okay. Yeah. What is What does that involve? Are you, new microphone, new computer? Uh, I'm getting a room divider to drape some oh. blanket over, and then I'm going to get another one for floor oh. and maybe some stuff on the wall and just kind of make, like a like, a booth. Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it can still be interrupted by dogs coming in who demand right. your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Coming in, no, but yes, I'll hear them all the fucking time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, let's, let's <laughs> Sorry, I, I, no one was going in. I just immediately jumped in. No, I, I don't have anything to plug because it seems like we're in sort of a, a, a down spot. I, I think Eric... Uh, on my show is uh, I think he's busy uh, so no Los Haro podcast updates at the moment but uh, listen to back episodes uh, listen to uh, uh, champion uh, record holder uh, Hunter Davenport on his mini appearances uh, that's right and uh, uh, listen to our uh, James Bond stuff because we're gonna be coming back there soon so yeah Hunter uh, yeah, check out Comedy Club every Sunday. Uh, so I got it up and running on iTunes. iTunes was fighting me all week. Uh, apparently, mm. it does not like it when you leave boxes empty on their submission page. And uh, nope, no, they do not yeah. like. It. They real, don't like. Real impressed with Apple. Really. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple is run by people who uh, don't curse, don't drink, and uh, they've never said a bad thing about anybody in their life. Apparently, nope. uh, I'm to interpret the things that they have sent to me in emails about titles of podcasts that used to be on the <laughs> network. Um. Anyways, uh, your plugs. I'm sorry, but I had to get that out there. Yeah. So uh, we just. I just added a, um, a co-host to Comic Club. His name's Frank. Uh, I've known Frank for like several years now, and uh, it's the first time I've ever recorded a podcast in person, and that's fucking weird. Oh, wow. um, and that's a lot of editing I had to do because uh, when you're in person, there's a lot of background noise. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, look forward to that. Uh, follow Comic Club on social media. I'll, I will. I am willing to break my social media clause for Comic Club. Oh man, uh, it's Comic Club 
podcast on Twitter. Go find that. Find the tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, pod uh, you? yeah, I was actually. I'm not real. No, that that's not possible. They can't replicate his height. Uh, no. it, it would. Uh, it would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It exists outside of their constraints for replicating a person. They would need to replicate another pod person to fill in to those two pod people have to combine. Um, yeah. I, I'm That's just guessing. Got. I'm guessing the uh, the disciples of the uh, Church of Davenport have have sacrificed their bodies to create a secondary one just in case Hunter <laughs> needs it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they believe wholeheartedly and uh, they were okay with their decision. Hmm. Uh, yeah, well, they didn't, they yeah. didn't have a choice. Um, right. A... As in most classic cults, it was, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They exactly. were given the yeah. illusion of choice. Uh, I'm Eric Durchek. You can find me at Eric underscore Fedor on Instagram. There's just dogs and fat. Dogs and fat. Yes, just dogs and fat. Just buckets of lard. Dogs and just fat. Just yeah. raw fat. Just yep. <laughs> dogs and cats and food and comics. I'm floating around the Phantom Zone. Um, you can also find my other Instagram, which is young underscore Kame, which you can send me pictures of EF parties and. Tell me about how Nintendo is terrible uh, and and about how uh, podcasts about video games are boring and redundant. Yeah. Um, uh, and, oh yeah, the thing I wanted to open with was, uh, so what does a robot do after a one-night stand? Oh boy. I hate this. Wow. It nuts wow. and bolts. So anyway, Somewhere, over. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> Vallis is uh, angry at you, um, and he's torturing Philip K. Dick for it. So how dare you? Oh, so you mean I'll just be schizophrenic and high on all types of pills? Yes. Cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As a, as is the end for all sentient beings. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I guess that joke doesn't really work because part of the robot is after a few minutes.